Lord, I don't know what you're doing here this morning, but I am glad you are here. And I'm glad that the joy that you give us strengthens us. I'm thankful for that. And thank you for brothers and sisters that we can laugh with and just relax in your presence, Lord. We're going to sing a song that we haven't done in a while. First few times we did this song. Uh, we we were over at the other location on Choctaw. We had a bunch of kids coming on the bus, and there was a family, a uh, single mom, and there were times she'd have 11 kids with her. They weren't all hers. I think she had five or six, but they were cousins and friends, and she brought them all to church. And... You know, all things considered, they were well-behaved, usually. But one day, um, I started leading this song. And they always sat in the section behind me where the, from the piano. And I heard this noise. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. And it, I mean, it was a lot louder than that. And I was kind of looking over to see where it was coming from. And it was those kids. And they were stomping their feet to the song. And I tell you, it was a joyful noise to the Lord. And there was one little guy in particular. He came up to me very shyly at the end of service. And he said, do you have a copy of that song that I can take home with me? And I said, I sure do. So I got it for him and... He took it home, but he wanted to keep... There was something in the words of this song. I mean, these kids had a lot of battles to fight. Just to survive to adulthood. And they were grabbing hold of something. That worship, praise, would fight their battles. So I can't sing this song now without thinking of those kids and they, they moved away not too long after that. But I just pray that God is moving in their lives in a powerful way. your body and your blood you shed for me. This is how I fight my battles. And I believe you've overcome and I will sing my song of praise for what you've done. This is how I fight my this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. 
This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. In the valley, I know that you're with me. And surely your goodness and your mercy follows me. So my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. This is how I fight my battles. And I beat <clears throat> you've overcome. And I will sing my song of praise for what you've done. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. My victories in Jesus' name. My victories in Jesus' name. My This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. Thank you, Lord. Goodness of God. <clears throat> 
up your voice you have led me through the fire in darkest night you are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God cause all my life you have been faithful and all written out my name 
the one the Father loves. Mercy has defeated all my shame. The one who knows me best is the one who loves me the most. There's nothing I have done that
So Kay's going to come and share a little bit this morning, in a little bit, in a moment, in a matter of time. But, uh, you know, we, we laughed a lot. My granddaughter, six youngest one, six years old. We've got one younger than that now, but... Uh, Rachel's youngest, six years old, and we laughed about her saying, I said what I said. I want to show you something. It just, to me, when I read that, hear her say that, and then I read this scripture. I say she's she's hears the voice of God. This Ezekiel twelve twenty five it says, But I the Lord This is God speaking, I the Lord will speak what I will. <laughs> I said what I said. Out of a six year. Hmm? 1225. Ezekiel 12, verse 25. I will speak what I will. To me, that sounds exactly like the six year old saying, I said what I said. I know what I'm saying. God says in this, He says, what I say will be fulfilled without delay. For in your days, I will fulfill whatever I say, declares the Sovereign Lord. Man. I said what I said. (laughs) 
out of the mouth of babes. I said what I said. What I say will come to pass. It'll accomplish what I sent it forth as. Goes on to say, Where the Lord came to me, Son of Man, the Israelites are saying, The vision he sees is for many years from now, and he prophesies about the distant future. So everybody else is saying, it's, it's not for now. It's in the distant future. He says, Therefore, say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. None of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say, I will... Whatever I say will be fulfilled, declares the Sovereign Lord. Whatever I say. So I, I'm telling you, we are in an unprecedented time where God is going to speak. He is speaking. And He says, what I speak will come to pass. It will not be delayed any longer. I've uh, seen lots of different things uh, from finances to uh, jobs to whatever just you name it buying a car and God can speak to us in anything that we're allowing to do that and he will it'll be accomplished if we listen for his voice and I think uh, I'm confident in the fact that God is speaking I used to say it wasn't a problem with him speaking it was a problem with our hearing but God's opening our ears to hear so that we can proclaim what he's saying what he's saying to us right now in the present time not and not something for the for the foreseeable future, but something for now. There is a now. We are in a now time for the Word of God to be accomplished. God wanting to speak it and accomplishing that. So that's my Ezekiel. 12, 25 through 28. I believe that's what God is speaking to us. I believe that's what we'll just listen. We'll be able to hear the voice of God. God has something to say to you that is not only beneficial to you, but it's beneficial to the body. And when I say the body, I'm not talking about just this church. To the body. God's speaking to the church. It's made up of many members, right? Just like our body. But I think there is a clear word for this church for this city and for this area, southeast Oklahoma. That is so clear, it's such a clear word and such a powerful word in that what it's bringing to, the, to us that, uh, again, it's unprecedented. We've not seen anything quite like it. But it is... It's here. Amen? And so I'm, I'm believing that God is speaking to you. That you're going to hear the voice of God.
or know what God is saying in every situation. Amen? You're not discounted. There's nobody on discount here. It's God is going to speak. Kay's going to come and share on is it Isaiah 32? Some more. As most of you know, um, several weeks back, well, that is low, isn't it? Several weeks back, um, God began speaking to me out of Isaiah 32, and it started with uh, me feeling, well, Him speaking to me about a piece of property that we believe he's bringing into our hands. And I have a penchant for naming everything, not just dogs and cats. My cars have names. Um, Buildings have names. I just name stuff. And uh, so immediately I was thinking, so what will this property be named because the Jews used to name they named their their property their they had names for everything and I think I'm in good company and the Lord said it's it's going to be a place of rest for you and your family and I realized as I meditated on that that with the position or the part that we have played in seeing transformation come to this region it has been uh, warfare and if you could see the scars on me that I've gotten they would be many and it's the same way with all of us with our entire family we've all had to push and press and stand and declare and to fight just to stay alive in this area. And so the Lord was saying, I'm I'm giving you a place where you'll be able to go and rest, all of you, you know. And so, yay, yay God, That's, that's good. But then I began to read this whole... Scripture, and I'm just going to read all the way down through it, and then, and for those who are listening who don't understand, this this was a prophecy spoken to Israel by Isaiah, and it's already come to pass. It's it's done. What God said He would do, He's done. But God still uses these scriptures to speak to us today it, it's it's not so defined as what it was to these folks I think but as I was reading down through here I was recognizing what he was talking about and so let's read the whole thing see a king will reign in righteousness and rulers will rule with justice. I cannot tell you how many times we have prayed. God, raise up men and women of righteousness and integrity to govern this area, this town, this... um, Let justice flow like a mighty river. Each one, the rulers, will be like a shelter from the wind and a refuge from the storm. In other words, a safe place. Like streams of water in the desert and the shadow of a great rock, 
in a thirsty land. Then the eyes of those who see will no longer be closed and the ears of those who hear will listen. He's not talking about uh, people who physically can't see or hear. I believe he's talking about seers, the prophets, the people who have been given the gift of being able to see into the spirit. I mean, you can be in a situation where injustice and unrighteousness is so heavy that you can't see that gift won't function, it won't operate. Same with those who hear the voice of the Lord. You can't hear because of all the interference that's in the atmosphere spiritually. So he's saying that the prophetic giftings are going to come alive as this happens. The fearful heart will know and understand, and the stammering tongue will be fluent and clear. No longer will the fool be called noble, nor the scoundrel be highly respected. And I'm telling you here today, that's what has happened in this city. And we have prayed for God to remove them from power, to bring them to repentance, to bring down the kingpins that rule over this area. Let me read that again. No longer will the fool be called noble, nor the scoundrel be highly respected. For fools speak folly, their hearts are bent on evil. They practice ungodliness. They don't just happen to fall into it from time to time. They make sure they're really good at it by doing it over and over and over again. They practice ungodliness and spread error concerning the Lord. The hungry they leave empty and from the thirsty they withhold water. Scoundrels use wicked methods. They make up evil schemes to destroy the poor with lies, even when the plea of the needy is just. But the noble make noble plans, and by noble deeds they stand. Whoops, let me get back over there. You women who are so complacent, rise up and listen to me. You daughters who feel secure, hear what I have to say. In little more than a year, you, will you who feel secure will tremble. The grape harvest will fail. The harvest of fruit will not come. Tremble, you complacent women. Shudder, you daughters who feel secure. Strip off your fine clothes and wrap yourselves in rags. Beat your breasts for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vines, and for the land of my people, a land overgrown with thorns and briars. Yes, mourn for all the houses of merriment and for this city of revelry. The fortress will be abandoned, the noisy city deserted. Citadel and watchtower will become a wasteland forever. The delight of donkeys pasture for flocks till the spirit is poured from on high and the desert becomes a fertile field. And the fertile field seems like a forest. The Lord's justice will dwell in the desert. His righteousness live in the fertile field. The fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. Though hail flattens the forest and the city is leveled completely, how blessed you will be, sowing your seed by every stream and letting your cattle and donkeys range free. Okay, so we see where things are going to be restored. We see where fools have taken over the government 
in the business realm of the city. And then he throws that thing in there about women. And I'm a, a great advocate for women. I have fought for women. Uh, I have observed through my life the unfairness that gets heaped upon women. And so I, I, I enjoyed going into the women's homeless shelter and telling them, you don't have to live like this. You don't have to allow some man to beat you up. I've, I've had them sit there and weep while I told them, God loves you. He sees you as beautiful. You deserve better. He has a better life for you. So, I know there are a lot of good women. There are a lot of godly women in this town. I, I know many of them. And I'm thankful for them. They, they've prayed. They've uh, called on the name of God to see change come into this city. I prayed with lots of them. But I also have learned from experience that there are a lot of women in this town who are not godly. And... I'm not going to go into what they do or why I think it's become that way, but they, the Lord's told me they literally train their daughters to be just like them. And so at a very young age, the daughters begin doing what their mothers have taught them by example to do. And they have no care for man or God and um, we, I came to this point because I was kind of ignoring that part of the scripture because, you know, it, it was written to Israel. I don't feel like I've got the judgment of God on me and blah, blah, blah. And Jack starts telling this story Wednesday night. I don't know how it came up, except that unbelievably he was hearing God. I mean, not that's not unbelievable, but this particular story is not something you would expect God to have his stamp of approval on. But when Jack and I were first married, without going into a lot of detail, I was 17, he was 22, and... I had lived a very sheltered life, and I wanted to go experience life, and so I pushed him into taking me with another couple to the Arbuckle Ballroom out north of Sulphur, yeah. And it was a honky-tonk barroom, country music, and Jack couldn't dance. He didn't dance. I didn't either, but that didn't stop me. So while I was dancing with all these men, Jack was drinking all these drinks, and finally he got snockered enough to get up and dance with me and every other woman in the place. And oh man, he was he was a mess. And um, so anyway, the, the couple that we were with, we headed back to Ardmore where we were living and she and I were in the front of the car and the two husbands were in the back seat and they were both awful, obnoxiously drunk. And I mean, I'd never seen him like that. He's always been a gentle, kind person I felt safe with. That was one of the things about him. I just felt so safe with him. So here he is, not, I'm not feeling safe with him at all. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, is this how you want to live your life? Is this what you want to do to him? 
because you can keep doing this and he'll become like this person you're seeing in the back seat. And I said, no, I, no, I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want him to live his life like that. I don't like this. So we get home and he says the next Sunday we went to church. I don't know if we did or not, but I did. <laughs> but the, the thing was, God wasn't speaking to him about, is this how you want to live your life? He didn't really want to be there in the first place. I was the one who had insisted on it. But he spoke to me because I had influence over him. And I just realized this Wednesday night as I was sharing what I was hearing in the Spirit, and there was an anointing to pray for the women of this town that was coming on me that I've not experienced before. And I realized that God had created women to be influencers. You go back to Eve. She influenced Adam to eat the fruit. She handed it to him. He ate it. And we all know what happened. He didn't have to. He could have said, no, we're going to be obedient to what God says. Come with me. You need to repent. But he didn't do that. He was influenced by his wife. Jack was influenced by his wife over a long period of time. He became the man he is today. But I could just as easily have created a monster. And you see it over and over and over and over in people's lives. And the women who are They've, they've actually become predators towards men. I mean, they go after them, use them, throw them away. Go after them, use them, throw them away. And they go shopping in church, unfortunately. They have no idea how much they are loved by God. They have no idea who they are. As if they did, they wouldn't live like that. And they wouldn't train their children in such, such stuff. So, um, a revival is coming to the women of this town. When, understand, when I'm saying influence, I am not talking about manipulation. That's a demonic spirit. It has no place in, in the uh, someone who's a child of God. Jezebel spirit, control, has no place. That, that is what God gifted a woman that has been turned into and the de been opened up to the demonic. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm saying that when I set my face towards God, Jack eventually turned his face toward God. And we served God together. And I'm so thankful for the man that he is today. So grateful. So, we need to pray for the women of this town. And, and the men too. But I feel like there is a focus. The women are going to be in a mess until the Spirit is poured out upon us. That's what this verse is saying. So we need to ask God to pour out His Spirit. There is nothing that we can do 
that I know of to make that happen. We have fasted, we have prayed, we have believed, we, had, we have declared, we have spoken, we have done everything God has shown us to do and we're waiting to see the fulfillment of what he's promised. Now the Holy Spirit was poured out in the, the book of Acts. So that's not what we're talking about. And I, that's not what, I think that's what God was talking about in this chapter. But for us, it is a facet of Holy Spirit that we've not seen yet. We were around when what we call the river hit. It was an unusual dispensation from Holy Spirit. I've never experienced anything like it. And it was a high unlike any other. And it was all God. I laughed my head off. Because God would tell me jokes. He would, he would show me a picture of the devil's confusion. Because the enemy had thrown everything he had at us and we're laying on the floor laughing and he's just standing there like, I don't know what to do with this. And it, in the moment it was hilarious. So I've experienced that dispensation, but there's another one coming. And you're going to see women turn to the Lord. Not the women who have already been serving the Lord, but the women who are rough around the edges and catting around and ensnaring fools, foolish men, who don't know who they are in Christ, who don't understand how valuable they are to the Lord. So the Spirit is going to be poured out from on high. And the desert that we've lived in for a long time becomes a fertile field. Then we will truly be able to say, look out at the fields, they're white, ready for harvest. It's going to take a move of God to get them ready. The fertile field seems like a forest. The Lord's justice will dwell in the desert. His righteousness live in the fertile field. Fruit of that righteousness will be peace. And go on down through that. So, I'm in agreement with what Jack's hearing. We're walking into something that We've been waiting to see. I, I don't know how else to describe it. We're going to see revival. We're going to see transformation. Just as we pray, just as we've declared, just as we've spoken, we're going to see hard hearts turn to Jesus and made soft. We're going to see craziness, for lack of a better term, become sanity. We're going to see right thinking come to people again. We're going to see people delivered. because anybody touched them but, by, but because God visited them. So let's keep our eyes and ears open because the outpouring is coming.
it's going to be a few drops at first. But as we shout more, Lord, it'll become an inundation over this region. This region will be changed. It will be changed. I will see it in my day. I have been told that more than once by prophets. You're going to see it in your day. Amen. Do something with that. Do something with that. Just uh, probably everybody here knows, you know, last, I think it was Sunday night, the football player died on the field. He literally died. They gave him CPR and brought him back, and he died again. But you saw a whole nation, not just this nation, but probably the world, uh, was inundated with that. The, the news just fell in on it. And, but the whole of the world was praying for this football player. To be, he's actually raised from the dead. Uh, Even from his own words, he he says he was dead. So, we're seeing, it's when I say it's unprecedented, we've never seen the whole world pray. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, We'll see these things. See who it is. So anyway, Dylan. Good morning. We're winding down. You're here at the right time. Humble yourselves and pray. And we've not seen what, what's possible. With the whole world praying. People on major news uh, events, you know, they're bound down and praying and praying the prayer of God. Uh, praying for healing, praying for his family, praying for, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, money poured in over $7 million to something that he had tried to do with kids. He was trying to buy presents for kids. and All of a sudden, he's got $7 million to do it with. And uh, that's that's the kind of thing. That's where we're living. We got to re- remember who our God is. This is not. Uh, we're not just little old us. <laughs> we we have the power of God at, in our hands or at hand at hand. God wanting to do something in this day unprecedented. But this is the time that we are we're living in. That song that we were singing, this is how I fight my battles. We let God how how many of you could get the whole world praying at one time? Not not a not a problem for God. How many of you can 
see a man raised from the dead on national TV. God is good. And his mercies endure forever. And He will cause it to come to pass. He says, if I speak it, I will do it. So, praise God. Thank God. How are you this morning, Dylan? You got here before it ended, but not too far. <laughs> We're glad you're here, yes. We're short of Smith this morning, so Mike wasn't here when you stepped in and filled his shoes. <laughs> Anything we can pray with you for? What was your dad's name? Brandon. Well, Father, we we lifted up Brandon to you once before, and we've come again, Lord, with needing a touch, needing him to be able to have a visitation of you, God. So, Father, we just say in Jesus' name, let that be uh, come to pass for Brandon, that he would know that he's been in your presence and would seek your face and humble himself and cry out and want to hear and know, God, what you're saying to him in this day. Amen. Pray healing for him. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, be listening. Don't discount the little things. He may not give you a, a, a whole book's worth, but he'll give you something. He's saying no. But I don't know if he's on, hardcore on that or not. No? John? Okay. No, stop it. Father, we love you and thank you for your presence. It is a blessing to be able to come and in coming to your presence. Yes. Amen. Amen. We're done. <laughs>